Hello, Aspies, and welcome to Inside the Asperger Studios. On today's show, I'm talking to you with I'm talking with Christina, who is an expert in intimacy. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you very much. I'm so happy that you have invited me, Reid. Not a problem. So let's get on with one of the questions, which is how how to be intimate with someone who has trouble reading facial expressions. Okay, so intimacy, we have all kinds of intimacy, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, but I think, you know, we, we overall, we, we never really know what's going on with the other. So it's always very good to ask, like ask and also share how you feel. Sharing, for example, like, you know, I feel connected with you. I feel wanting to be a little bit closer to you. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, am I right when I feel that maybe you would like to be close to me also? Can I hold your hand? For example, like this. And then you listen what the other says, like, oh, well, okay, I'm not so sure. Or, yeah, okay, why not? Here is my hand. I kind of like it. Why don't you hold my hand? Like, you know, like something like this. How does it feel for you? That, that very much, that much, that makes very much sense. Is communicating to the other that you want to get intimate. Yes. Um, that kind of leads me to the next question, which is, how do you show affection when you don't understand your own emotions? Yeah, but you know, we are, all of us, we, we, are, we are facing this every day. We, we don't really know what we are feeling right now in this very moment. Because, you know, emotions and feelings are coming and going. How you felt for your, you know, you you have a crush on somebody you like, you like somebody, then then you meet and the other feels like annoying, and your feeling is gone, like you don't feel so intimate mm-hmm. and affectionate. You were preparing a nice date and you just feel like something else. But anyway, what I'm trying to say that the emotions come and go, but you always stay in a moment. You always stay where you are right now. You are connecting to this very moment through the breathing. And you take a few consent breaths like this. And you start to you check your body if there is any tensions. You really watch your mind, you watch the mind is busy, all kind of thoughts, emotions, and you take it from there. You say, you know, I would like to feel more connected with you. How about that? Then you wait for the response. Maybe your partner feels the same. And then you explain, okay, I feel like being right now, I really would like to hug you. So you kind of ask and you get the permissions. You share your feeling. So you are not into the doing mode. You're not autopilot. But you, feel you are connecting to that current feeling 
and you share how you feel right now. And any moment, whatever you've had intention to, what, whatever is kind of happening, you can stop it anytime. And you can tell also the partner, hi, you know, dear, if you, any moment you feel you don't want to continue the hug, we end the hug. This is like makes anybody feeling very safe because it's not that you have to continue something which you started. <laughs> we can stop anything anytime. <laughs> All right. And that, well, let's go on with the next question, which is how important is intimacy in a relationship and when should it be shown? Yeah, intimacy. People have all kinds of relationships, but I think it's like naturally natural that when you really feel the other, you feel connected, you are sharing many things together in a relationship and you, you are attracted to the other, you're attracted, you're sexually attracted. So naturally you are looking for intimacy, most likely, way or another. And, and usually if, if there is a match, if you are both in the same page, you know, both are looking for intimacy, right? It's, it's part of life. It's like biological. It's like very, very much a part of our being. So, so it's, it's normal. It would be like a strange if you wouldn't look for intimacy with somebody you like, right? Right. It does make sense. I mean, yeah. how would you communicate to that partner that you want to get more intimate? I mean, beyond the hand-holding and maybe into, say, cuddling and stuff like that. Okay. So beyond, like, holding hands and cuddling, like, everything goes always when you, when you practice kind of mindfulness, you are in a present moment and with sensitivity you are sensing what's going on with you that you are in a moment not autopilot mm -hmm. and you are sensing the other the best you can and you communicate i don't think you can go wrong because things are happening naturally unfolding naturally one thing is leading to another and before that, that you are in a when you are in a relationship, that you are sharing your expectations. Like expectation could be, like you you are asking. Uh, I would feel I feel like I would like to move more more into intimacy beyond holding hands and hugging. How does it feel for you? And then the other says, yeah, I actually maybe, mm, why not? Yeah, I feel the same. And then you're not going like, okay, we do something. No, you're not doing ever, ever anything. You are moving from moment to moment and stay present, breathe. And you can stop anytime when the energy is kind of dissipated, when the energy is kind of evaporated. And then you take time out and then you build the, again the moment. Is this too theoretical? Can you connect what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's, you want to have an example. Like you're hugging, you have been holding hands, then you hug and it feels good. And then in the hugging, the hands maybe start moving around the body. 
on the back, on the arms, you, you cuddle, mm. you touch the other's hair, because she has like nice hair, your partner has nice feeling hair. And then like, like that way, on any moment you feel like you have got enough, then you just stop. And of course, ideally, your partner should be enthusiastically participating. Also, that's a sign if your partner is not there, <laughs> if, if your partner is like dead, like, like, I mean, nothing happening. So she's not there. So I think it's a base. It's a big turn off. Yeah. Then she's not communicating. Yeah. Well, and that kind of leads me to the next question is how do you convey to a partner that you're not ready to like get intimate? Yeah. So uh, the, maybe the same way, what you think, what you, what you think yourself, like you, you can reflect your thoughts and feelings. You, you see this, you're sharing how you feel like, mm, I'm not sure how intimate I want to be. I feel sometimes intimate with you. Sometimes I, I feel a little bit quite afraid. What can happen if I am, uh, uh, you know, able to satisfy my expectations of like, because, you know, we have a lot of fears and when we are getting closer to the other. So you're just sharing. How about if you're sharing? Because then you kind of, this hidden something in your back of your mind, you are sharing and it kind of disappears. Okay. And then the other is also sharing, ideally sharing how the partner is feeling. Because usually we are mirroring, we are mirroring what the other feels, the other feels the same. You know what I yeah. mean? If I feel one way, the partner should feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. If you feel not sure, so most likely you have felt uh, unconsciously or she have already shared, the partner have shared that it, she's not really feeling that way of getting any more intimate than hugging then naturally, very naturally, you also, you're not very much open to it. Okay. It's kind of natural thing. All right. Well, that kind of leads to the next question is, how do you read your partner to know if they want to get intimate or not? Because as you know, with, I'm pretty sure you've dealt with some clients who are on the spectrum and we kind of have trouble reading people. And sometimes we misconstrued signals for one thing for another, but how do we know when that partner is ready to be intimate with us. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> of course, the best way is to ask, ask first. But of course, there is always risk that intimacy and connecting gets very mental, which I'm not, not very much um, promoting of being very mental, but Communication is a major thing and we have to co communicate how we feel. So the best way, of course, is to, to share how you feel. You, you can say like, you know, I, I'm not sure whether you feel like being intimate with me. Please, can you share something about that? Like not 
you don't have to be necessarily even very direct, like because these are very intimate and sensitive things, like. Uh, maybe not to say, uh, you know, I'm not, I think you don't want to have sex with me. No, <laughs> not in that way, but like more in a, you know, kind of aware and sophisticated way to ask how you feel about us right now, how you feel about uh, getting more intimate. So, you don't, because I think you seem to take a lot of responsibility of, of the situation. You really can trust the other party. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And then that leads... You can trust the other, and you ask, and you share how you feel, and you listen to answers. Most likely, many times we are like, we don't know. Once, once we start holding hands, we start to kind of warm up, feel connected, and we start to move step by step to more intimate moments, more intimacy, more closer. Like it's like naturally unfolding. Okay. But overall, asking and accepting, and then like clarifying if there is fears. Because we have we have fears. Uh, one big fear is like if we start something that we don't we cannot stop what we we have started. And this may be helpful for you to tell your partner that please just tell me we can stop anytime. And of course you see it in a body language in the body, like anything frozen. For example, you are kissing or hugging, and if the other feels like not responsive anymore, it's like there, but not much happening, it's kind of frozen. So obviously, if you don't get much out of it, of course you stop also, because it has to be energetically exchanging, that you change, exchange energy between you two. So feelings need to be mutual between the two of you, otherwise it'll just yeah. feel almost like a one-way relationship. Exactly. exactly, exactly. And this we need to ask and then we need to feel. First, you're always feeling what you really feel right now. What is the real feeling? And then you're sensing because people on a spectrum are very sensitive people, can sense very easily what's happening with the other. And then you trust your feeling also. And then you ask like, hi, hi, you know, are you, am I feeling right? That you really are not really into it right now? So you can always check also what's going on with the other. All right, let's move on to the next question, which is how long do I wait in a relationship before I tell my partner that I want to be more intimate? Yeah, this is a good question. Like all, whether people are on the spectrum or no, this is we all asking, like, where is the right moment? I think there is like a lot of conversation <laughs> internationally, what's the right moment? But I, th I think the consensus is, is about that it's individual, depends on, the, uh, on both parties. And, and uh, 
sometimes it takes more time and sometimes it takes less time. That it's really something, something energetic, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean, kind of that you feel the time is right. And usually you cannot go wrong when you are connecting with your sensations, with your breathing, through the breathing, through the body. Like, like for example, what the lovemaking is. Basically, lovemaking is not the doing. Lovemaking is breathing. And connecting to the body, allowing the body to follow, allowing the body to move, maybe sound. Hmm. So this is kind of love baking is just natural movement, not a kind of a geographics of of activities from the mind. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. What is the best way to convey intimacy if you don't know how to read your situation? If you don't know how to read the situation, then again, if you don't know how to read the situation, then you, you, you share it with the partner and say, you know, I'm not so sure what's, what's happening between us. Like you have been in a movie, you said you, you saw a good movie together. You said the movie was so fun. Now we are, um, I don't know what to do. Shall we go for a coffee? What do you want to do? Uh, I, I don't know what's, what's happening with, between us. What's your mood? What, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? You know, you get away so that so much, you know, when you are sharing how you feel and the other party is taking also responsibility because the intimacy is not something you are doing alone. It's mutually shared thing and you have your part only. You don't have to worry about the other. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with an adult person is able to communicate how the, the how the other feels what feels good what feels natural right now what feels comfortable and you take it there like like i i can see that you you're like taking this male kind of masculine uh, caring approach that you are kind of responsible the whole whole situation but you don't have to be you are responsible on your part Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the other is sharing how how the other is feeling, and you take it from there. So basically, you're maybe the other one. So yeah. basically, you're only responsible for your own emotions, your own feelings. Yes. Makes right. How does it feel for you? Is right. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yes. Now let's move on. Um, those on the spectrum have trouble reading facial expressions. What kind of tips can you give us to know when our partner wants to get intimate? Yeah, this is a good question. Of course, we, we have, I, I would say all people have sometimes difficulty on, uh, on reading facial expressions, but it's not only about the facial expressions, but really, again, getting clarity through communication, asking, sharing how you feel, and then asking the other, saying like, I, I don't know what's happening with you. How, like, 
I I thought I saw you smiling. You can share like this, like you were smiling and you look so happy and like I really feel like I would like to hug you. You feel so, uh, you look so adorable. Is that right? Can I hug you? For example, like this, like you saw her face. You're not sure what does it mean, because anyway we're never sure what it's meaning. And besides, it was a few seconds ago. Maybe the mood is gone. Because we are changing all the time. We are not robots. We are humans. We are very sensitive. We just have some thought from the past and our emotion and feeling is changed. So you just say, I feel like you are very like open to me and we feel I feel very connected to you. Can I hug you? Like this, something like this. So you kind of connect with the facial expression, the expression, the energetic expression of of your partner, and then you check. How about that? Okay. Because we you don't know, we are not sure, we're never sure, so you can ask. <laughs> because this is actually building intimacy. I feel this communication is really building intimacy because in this way you also communicate that you respect your partner's feelings you respect her opinions you are uh, you want to be sure that your partner is also in the same page and comfortable that makes very much sense i mean you don't want to get intimate with someone and then realize they're very uncomfortable you want both of you to yes. be in a comfortable stage where you're yes where you're relaxed to be with each other exactly that you both feel relaxed and both wanting it but that's also very much to do how you are choosing the partner so you need to have somebody who is who is assertive who is mature mentally mature person assertive communicative you know that that you don't have to guess because nobody wants that kind of partner that we want, we have to guess what's going on with them. It's very frustrating and stressful. I don't think they are very good partners for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> or if they're sending mixed messages, even worse. Or if they don't know what they want, like they're very insecure. So you need to have a confident partner. Mm-hmm. Even maybe somebody who is a little bit older than you. Usually it's a very good match. Hmm. Anyways, who have more life experience? Yeah. I've always believed that older is better because the more experience, the more you can learn from that other person. Yes, exactly. Anyways, what are some of the ways those of us on the spectrum can show intimacy towards our partner? To show intimacy. So how to show 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 intimacy is is to to you know different ways on a, on a gestures on a, on a, a caring to be caring to be considerate to talk to the other ask your partner's opinion or emo, emotional intimacy all this kind of connecting is the emotional intimacy and emotional intimacy is building the 
the physical intimacy because we cannot really maybe be very satisfied uh, physically, intimately, sexually intimate if we are not emotionally intimate first. So different ways how you want to appreciate your partner, different gestures, small things, asking if you can do a favor, asking if your uh, partner wants to have something, uh, you can fetch a, a drink, you can, you can uh, give food massage, you can watch a movie together, you can go for a healthy, brisky walk together, like small things. Okay. All this is intimacy, right? Right. It's like emotional intimacy. Okay. Now, here's a question I'm pretty sure you've got to ask a lot is, what is the main reason to be intimate in a relationship? What's the main reason to be intimate? The, I think the, the, there is like no, not really reason. We just feel it. It's a sensation. It's a feeling. We want to be intimate. There is like, it's not, there is no rationale. There is, it's just feeling, wanting, desire. It's your libido. Of course, partly it's your libido. You are healthy. You, it would be worrisome if you don't want to be intimate with your beloved. If you have feelings for somebody, you want to be intimate. It's like you can't keep your hands with yourself like the other is so irresistible. So it's like two wants to become one. Is it like romantically say, said, romantically said, it's like <coughs> you just want to be, you want to be close to each other. You want to, you want to spend time together. You want to be as close as possible because the other is so wonderful and you have your needs. You have your libido also, you have your needs and your, your libido needs is directing, directing to this partner. So like there is no like reason like right? right it's just natural thing right and the other is like the suitable one in that moment right and of course consent that the other is in the same place feeling the same more or less okay and then let's move on how do you separate sex from intimacy so those on the spectrum don't confuse them and understand what their partner wants and needs yeah. Again, this is the, the important is as as I as we already spoke about the communication, like the safe boundaries, what we feel about the boundaries right now. Because about the boundaries we can always renegotiate like like the like the when the situation is changing, the intimacy is growing, we can talk again in a separate time about uh, what what feels possibly right given that any moment we are intimate we can stop anything we were sharing in intimate moment we can we can stop it anytime so this is the paramount this is the basic but that you are uh, intimate emotionally you, you will move into the physical intimacy. At, I would say most 
relationships there is uh, between lovers there is this physical intimacy at some level and then it's it's just moving naturally to more closer intimacy and sexual intimacy because i would say there is like sensual sensuality sensuality is feeling the other like you are sitting on a sofa mm-hmm. watching a movie and you are stroking your partner's hair or your partner is stroking your belt <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, stroking you behind the behind the neck like that's kind of sensual moment you're sharing sensuality i wouldn't say it's really sexual yet but there is not really kind of clear division and again we don't go mental here we don't approach this very mentally or intellectually but through the body when you are breathing you remember breathing mm-hmm. and you go slowly the key is to go slowly that you don't go autopilot in any mechanical autopilot mode then i think you cannot go wrong all right and because your partner trust you both trust each other that you can communicate if you don't like something like the hands are moving in some body parts like you start to stroke touch for example your partner under the shirt under the dress and uh, uh, the partner doesn't feel it's right in this moment the partner should communicate of course when you feel that the partner is uh, kind of freezing and getting stiff and maybe not breathing that you know that much it's also a sign that the partner is uncomfortable then you can check like what's happening Okay. So it really goes step by step. All right. And the last question is, is it okay to show public of in, intimate affection in public? Uh, intimate affection in public. I think intimate affection it depends very much on your culture where you are. Where you are if you're traveling to Italy, you're in a room in a watching uh, over the uh, the hills i forgot hills in a room you you walk on this park and you see the beautiful room underneath and you will see many young couples usually they're younger like around 20 kissing sitting on the benches and having this long long french kissing sessions like you you can't get your eyes eyes off of them and then you look second time after a few minutes and they keep on going that was when i was traveling to italy very long time ago first time i was like oh my god we never in finland where where i come from oh, like we are connecting quite easily we would never kiss on the public but italians as far as i remember they are kissing in public so it depends where you are like which level many 
places couples are okay, they feel comfortable holding hands, walking hand in hand. And um, like maybe more on a movie, if they're in a movie theater, like holding the hand over the shoulder or like, you know, different ways. I think it's, it's something you need to consider where you are that it's kind of socially acceptable because I think, I think you don't necessarily want to push the boundaries, like to be see, draw, draw negative tension. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just trust yourself and ask your partner. I think holding hands is wonderful, going hand in hand. Then if you are in a, in a park, maybe hug under the tree, you're leaning against the tree, you get nice energy from the tree. Maybe there is not much people around. Why not, if it's allowed, if it's like possible to kiss where you are. Like I am in Dubai, we are maximum here holding hands. We are not, uh, as per the cultural norms, not showing affection more than holding hands in public, of course. Mm. It's like this more traditional place. And I kind of like it also. Anyways. What do you think? I, I, think, it's, I think it's right. I mean, if you think about it, mm-hmm. it depends where you are and what the cultural standards are of that place. I mean, there are some countries that are a little bit more forward. Like you said, in Italy, they're a little bit more forward in their showing of affection in public. And then there are countries that are a little bit more taken back to where they yes. only allow, like you said, in Dubai, hand-holding. To where your yes. public affection and intimacy should be inside a room and shared yes. in private. Exactly. So it makes most... It's also a coincidence. It's like a, it's like a so precious thing. It's kind of the thinking is that if you are having something precious in your life, don't show it to everybody. Keep it as a treasure, you mm-hmm. know? But maybe some, you know, Western parts where I come from also, it's like we are showing off like, look, I'm having so great treasure. I want to, that you want to show what you have got. But in an oriental, oriental world, maybe people are thinking more, okay, if you have a gift, if you have a treasure... Don't show it. Keep it only with you and enjoy it in a privacy. Nobody needs to know. Maybe you are losing it. <laughs> a little bit thinking. <laughs> Somebody sees you have a beautiful partner. Like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, that could lead to jealousy of other people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Preventing any negative energy, negative talks, and so on. A reputation is always so important. Many places in the world reputation okay what what comes to the kissing but anyway anyways why don't you tell my listeners out there how they can reach you if they ever want to schedule a session and and we'll go from there yes so what i was happy to respond reads um uh, inquiry about uh, talking about intimacy and and people on a spectrum, because I, I have some clients who are on a spectrum, uh, especially in this region, we, we have 
for for various reasons we have many people on the spectrum and it's not even a taboo it's like very the society the culture is very comfortable with that also i have in uh, my family members close family members uh, female younger than me on a spectrum so i've been talking with her many many times about these things very much the same uh, questions he has been asking as uh, reed just ask me so i'm i'm available to meet in dubai in jumeirah near the beach if you ever come this major uh, transition um, uh, 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 major uh, airport between east and west if you ever travel to east in in asia uh, you can have a stopover and have a session i have a website uh, doknor.com and i have a blog where is a lot of uh, detailed information about uh, intimacy about sexuality uh, uh, and i work as a sexologist and and sexuality and relationship wellness coach i'm also uh, i have studied tantra i have um, lived in india and i have traveled a lot different places and um, uh, i try to uh, help people to have a holistic approach to life to have a happy life well thank you very much for talking with me christian it's been a very much of a pleasure Thank you. And if you have any questions also for yourself, just feel free to contact me anytime. Not a problem. Anything. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, thank you. It was pleasure connecting with you and an and honor to be in your podcast show. Keep up the good work. I'm listening to you too. Okay, so you've been listening to my stuff. Yes, I have been listening to some of them. What do you think? so far i think you do a good job this is so important it's important to uh, uh, to give information uh, and have different aspects gathered because this is like first hand information this is not theoretical you are talking about your own experiences mm -hmm. that's why it's so valuable yeah, i mean that's what i've been told is because my it's my own experiences it's sharing with others that, I mean, my main purpose of my blog was to share my experiences with others out there to let them know they're not alone. And then to add on to that, it's also to show them, hey, it's time to, for those of you who are introverts, take off your blinders and experiment. Try something you've never tried yeah. before. Exactly. I mean, that's what I did when I traveled and went to school is I took a chance and I went to England and I learned so much more about myself than I've ever done before. I mean, I would have never learned I was capable of being on my own. And yes. I would have never enjoyed the cultures of the Europe. Absolutely. This is this is this is what life is is about it's not a problem to be solved it's a mystery to be experienced yes that we go with awareness yes we go with the flow yes we do 
Anyway, thank you so very much for talking with me, and I'll keep in touch with you. Thank you, and I really enjoyed looking at your beautiful uh, blue top, and it's very uh, good looking on you. And overall, you look very good, good looking. We live on.